0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chan.
1: The Tampa Bay Lightning scorched the Edmonton Oilers 5-2 tonight. Second straight loss for Edmonton. Now 8-6-1 on the season. The Lightning looking good again. They are 11-3-1. Nikita Kucherov gets a couple of goals tonight for Edmonton. It is Leon Draisaitl with a power play goal. And Ryan Strom finally gets on the board. He scores for the first time this season during some 4-on-4 hockey in the second period. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is 8:36. along with Rob. Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Just a quick traffic note before we get into the show here. Edmonton police are asking drivers to avoid the white mud at 34th Street after a single vehicle collision. Police say most eastbound lanes on the white mud are closed, traffic being rerouted. A vehicle was exiting off the ramp when the driver lost control. The vehicle rolled down the embankment onto the white mud. A 19-year-old male driver, according to police, has suffered serious injuries. So expect delays in the area of the white mud and 34th Street if you're driving there tonight. Well, Rob, uh, you know, again, the Oilers fall behind. And the second period, though, Edmonton a lot of chances and depending on how you want to look at it or maybe both ways are right to look at it tonight the Lightning finish their chances better and their goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, with, uh, I mean, a couple outrageous saves today. Uh, their goaltender better than the Oilers' goaltender, Miko Koskinen, as well.
2: Well, Tampa's shooters were better, and Tampa's goaltending was better. And at the end of the night, that uh, got them two points. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Oilers came out. They, they played an okay first period. They fall behind in a couple miscues in their own zone. Then the second period, they pushed. And they finally get rewarded. They had a number of glorious scoring chances that weren't going in, and probably one of the least uh, dangerous plays, the one that Strom scored on, went in. And when the Oilers are feeling good about themselves, exactly what happened last night in Washington, when they get within one, they allowed a goal come back the other way again, and all of a sudden Tampa is able to extend their lead again. The Oilers have uh, done a poor poor job the last couple of games of pulling close in a game and not keeping that momentum going, allowing the other team to extend the lead. And when you play against Washington, when you play against Tampa, these are the elite of the National Hockey League. When you spot them two-goal leads, you could work as hard as you want. You're not going to come back very often against them.
1: Well, and I don't want to say both these games are both on the start, but certainly yesterday in Washington, you're down 2 nothing after six minutes. You're playing catch-up the whole time. Uh, this game, the first goal for Tampa Bay, 440 in. Uh, Tampa got the first six or seven shots tonight. The Oilers didn't have the puck a lot. And, and again, the Oilers did get some chances later on in the period, but that they weren't able to initiate enough early in the game, and then it looked like they might escape the first period down simply a goal. And and then Point is able to score with 25.1 seconds left in the first. So, again, the Oilers down 2-0 to, to a really good team. I mentioned the saves by Vasilevsky, 13-49 uh, left in the first. McDavid makes a great play to set up. Raddy, who gets the shot off around a Tampa defenseman who is trying to block the shot. And Vasilevsky diving back into the play makes the stop.
2: Well, you know what? In a game with so many chances, you almost forget about that one and how big it was, and how important it was at that time. And uh, McDavid does as he does; he gets everyone's eyes on him and finds someone else who's wide open. Right? He gets the puck on net, gets it by the defender, by the defender's stick, misses the goalie's stick, misses the goalie's glove and Vasilevskiy just diving in because he's a big man. Part of his body got in the way, and this time it was ahead head, and the puck went up and over top of uh, the glass. and uh, It was just a, a bad break and just a another in uh, a long list of chances that the Oilers had over the last six periods that you think, okay, this, oh, no, that one didn't go in. So uh, disappointing. And I, another thing that was disappointing tonight and, and really uh, helped Tampa Bay win this hockey game was twice Latent periods, Tampa Bay scores goals going into the, the, the break. They score a goal with less than 30 seconds to go in the first. So it's one nothing. The Oilers escaped almost. escaped the first period. They weren't the better team. But if they can get in just one nothing down, they got a chance. 30 seconds to go in the period, they give up a goal. They're down 3-1 in the second. Again, you know, if we can escape and somehow get a power play early in the third, maybe come back, we're only down two with uh, a minute to go. In the second period, they give up a goal. And those are backbreakers. Because that just, the entire complexion or the entire feeling in the dressing room during the intermission is changed when you give a late goal up.
1: Well, and then Vasilevsky makes the save with mm-hmm. 11 seconds left in the second period. Now granted, the Oilers were down 4-1. They're, they're in a tough spot, but Kucherov gets the goal, like you said, with a minute one left. It's 4-1. Oilers get a power play. They did wind up scoring on the same mm-hmm. power play early in the third, but that was... Uh, the 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 head save by Vasilevsky is going to be on the highlight reels, and then the Oilers get the setup they want down to Seidel in front and, I mean, he... When he tapped that puck, he's a foot away from the goal line, yeah. and Vasilevsky gets the leg out. Incredible stop. It,
2: it was an incredible shot, stop. I give credit to Dreisaitl. He stayed with the play, got two more shots, including one while he was laying on his butt, hits the puck out of the air, but again, the mood in the dressing room and being in a dressing room between periods, I, I know when there's a feeling of belief, and I know when there's a feeling of despair. And when you give up a goal late in the period, there is a feeling of despair, especially at the end of a second period. Now you're thinking, oh, you know what, if we didn't give up, we didn't make that mistake, I mean, the opportunities would have been there in the third period. Now, I mean, the mountain we have to climb, so those are huge goals, and uh, something that have plagued the Oilers a little bit as of late, and something that they're going to have to certainly look to correct as we go forward.
1: 5-2, the Lightning beat the Oilers tonight as let's look a little big picture here, Rob, and uh, we'll get to your phone calls right away. 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. We'll have post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room in Tampa as well. 8-6-1, and one, it is, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, an okay mm-hmm. record. Uh, 17 points in, in 15 games, so they got another road game coming up against Florida, then they're back home for two, Colorado against Montreal, then they get a little bit of a break before getting back at it again. Uh, you know, I know when they started 0 and two, there was a lot we were talking to a lot of worried fans that this was going to be, you know, a disaster, you know, three and nine after twelve, two and eight after ten. Uh, they got through that. They they weren't able to get through these last two games against good opponents. I I, I kind of think this is how it's gonna be for the Oilers. You know, as of right now uh, 17 points, so that ties them for third in the Pacific. San Jose has the tiebreaker with a game in hand, and it has them in a wild card tie with Colorado and Dallas, and those teams have the tiebreaker right now. So, you know, they're they're in that big bundle. I, I don't think the Oilers are good enough. To separate from the pack and have a lot of teams chasing them. Um, they're, they're sort of in that big soft middle right now. I think it's going to come down to some goaltending performances. I think it's going to come down to some special teams, going to come down to, you know, some nights McDavid, Dry and andor Nugent Hopkins will carry you. I'm not overly surprised that, that this is their record. I, I might even, given their schedule, I might even think it's two or three points. More than than mm-hmm. what I've been thinking they could have had at this point of the season, but but I think tonight, um, and and I, and I know they beat Winnipeg with the comeback. I know they split with Nashville. I know they split with Washington, who are all good teams. I don't know if consistently, you know, they can go into Tampa Bay and win. I just don't know if they're there yet. Like I don't think the finish is, is deep enough, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they, like a, a top tier goalie. The, the, you know, the Oilers don't have that.
2: Well, I, I think that going forward in, in the Western Conference, and that's who you're going to compare the others with, there's going to be three elite teams. I think Nashville Predators, I think the Winnipeg Jets, and I think the Minnesota Wild are going to be elite. And I think there's going to be separation between them and the rest of the Western Conference. I think there's going to be uh, a couple teams at the bottom of, of the, the conference. I think eventually Vancouver, it, it, it's going to start slowing down for them. I think the LA Kings... Uh, I think they're going to be at the bottom of the thing. And then I think the rest of the teams are going to be in a logjam. And it's going to be one of those ones where uh, one team goes on a roll, wins four to five and moves up, and then falls a couple, drops a couple games and they fall back. But I think they're going to be in that logjam for a long period. I think the others are, are similar to a lot of those teams where they've got top heavy, where they've got some pretty good talent, but they've got some weaknesses that can get exploited on nights. So and when their talent, their top players aren't able to carry a team on a night, well, they're going to falter. I don't think they're an elite team yet, and I think they got a long way to go. And I think the one thing that they need, they need consistent good to very good goaltending each and every night to win, because they, they still bleed chances. And in a game like Washington, a game tonight, their goaltending was okay, but it has to be really good for them to beat good hockey clubs, and it wasn't in the last couple of games. So because of that, they, they faltered. So I, I do believe they're going to be in the mix the entire season, and they just need to, uh, I mean, one thing they really have to do is find a way to capitalize on their chances. Yeah. Because that's back-to-back game where there's going to be guys in practice tomorrow, if they practice, next time they're on the ice, that are going to be taking extra time with the assistant coach or with teammates to try and figure out what's going wrong, why the puck's not going in the net.
1: Five two, the Lightning win it over the Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Strom did finally score tonight. Let's go back to Tampa. Here he is.
2: We get on a roll now and
3: get that out of the way and keep playing hockey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's a huge presence in our room. He's, you know, sometimes if things aren't going well for him, he's still probably the most vocal guy and guys. A lot of guys lean on for support and um, he stuck. He sticks up for everyone out there and. Um, you know I don't think he should have to do that I think the referee should take a little more control but I mean that's the way the, the game's high heated there's a lot of emotions things happen and um, yeah I guess what
4: happens where he went after the guy there
3: yeah I mean probably other ways to handle it but at the same time I mean there was a hit from behind that same shift they didn't call too so I mean the league is cracking down a lot of little whacks and slashes which is fine but I think you know sometimes you gotta protect a guy gets ran from behind and he wrestles cutting a. So, I mean... Like I said, it's it's a game of emotion. A lot of things happen. The referees, I mean, it's easy for us on replay and everyone, but I mean, they have to do it in lifetime, time. So um, I guess it's it happens, but um, I don't think many guys in our team have an issue with what he did. Um, they get lots of weapons, eh? which makes yeah. them you know, maybe even as everybody is dangerous. Um, yeah, no, I, they are they're a great hockey team. I mean, frustrating for us. I think on a back to back, if we bear down on a couple of those chances, I think the game's a different game. They, but at the same time, they're a great team. They know how to win games. They got. Ton of skill. They got good players, and they've been in uh, deep playoff runs for a reason. So uh, they showed why tonight, and we got to regroup and try to finish the road trip off strong.
1: How much is nine games in fifteen days? Is it any bearing or?
3: Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, (laughs) I mean it's it's a grind, right? Especially that's a tough back to back with Washington. So I mean, there's no excuses. Um, It's the NHL. Everyone's involved in it, but I mean, it's a tough stretch. We've done a pretty good job so far. We got to try to get out of this road trip two and two, and get home and take care business at home ice
1: all right that's ryan Strom scored tonight but not enough for the oilers they lose 5-2 to the tampa bay lightning their record goes to 8-6-1 on the season whenever the oilers score five or more in a game we turn on the japanese village goal light on the oilers page on 630 ched.com then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer japanese village three locations downtown south side and north side it's 847 780 4960 063 we have tony on the line hey tony yeah, how you guys are doing tonight? Good, Tony. Sorry about last game. We had uh, we had a little bit of uh, audio trouble, so sorry we had to cut off your call. No, but it's good to have, have you back. That I thought that might have been on me. Um, I have a question for Reed. Sure. And I noticed that I know it's been it's been going on a lot the last few games with power play. It seems like the only time Oscar Klefbom wants to shoot is it was that one timer. There were a few times tonight where he was really like why like he was open at the point and he had a great chance to you know risk it. You know maybe. You know, maybe make a slap shot, but they end up passing it off because, you know, he wanted to do that one-timer. I just don't understand why he's doing that. That's the question for me? Or for oh, Rob? Rob, sorry, Rob, my bad. Rob, <laughs> yeah, you know, my bad. I, I'm not the one that played in the <laughs> NHL. That's Rob. Sorry, my bad, guys. <laughs> That's
2: um, okay. Well, I mean, the, the Oilers have set plays, and I know that for the most part, they want the puck in either RNH's or Connor McDavid's hands. And when you're Oscar Clefbaum back there, you're not going to take the shot unless you feel, A, you've got a great shooting lane, and B, you got someone in front of the, the net. Because he's, Oscar's just not going to beat someone with a slap shot if the goalie can see it. If you see him passing, a lot of the time it's because the, the opposition has gotten in the shooting lane. Now, obviously, you want to see him shoot more. You want to have bodies in front of the net. The others kind of have a high screen and a low screen. They normally dry sidle up high, and then right now it's ratty in front of the net. So you have the opportunities to get the puck on net with bodies in front. Um, but teams, they, they force you by, by getting in the right lane to make you move it to the outside because they'd rather have someone shoot it like a Nugent Hopkins shoot it from the boards instead of a cleft bomb shooting it from the middle of the ice. Uh, so I think that's probably why. He turns up shots because he doesn't want to get a shot blocked. It is absolutely vital that every time you shoot from the top it gets through because you have four guys deep. If it gets blocked, you're in trouble. So, uh, But having said that, yeah, Oscar's got to shoot more. It's an effective tool and they need to use it more often.
1: Oilers power play tonight did pick up a goal. They go one for four. Tampa Bay one for six with the man advantage. Lightning win at 5-2. All right, Rocket is next on the phone line. You'll also hear from head coach Todd McClellan. You can get us at 780-496-0063. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction.
0: Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio.
1: Six thirty, chaired in by Stamkos. Kucherov off the half wall, kicks it back to the point for McDonough. Kucherov crosses. Stamkos threw it in front, deflected, backhander, stayed out. What a save by Koskinen on Alex Kalorn. That is the save of the game for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLubeService.ca. Miko Koskinen, 30 stops tonight. Andre Vasilevsky, 33 stops. The Tampa Bay Lightning knock off the Edmonton Oilers 5 2. Kucherov with 2. Stamkos, Gord, and Point also scored. Strom and Drysidle for the Oilers. McDavid held off the score sheet, so his point streak ends after. Eight games. It's eight fifty-three. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers now eight six and one on the year. For the first time since their first two games of the season, they have back-to-back games where they lose in uh, regulation time. No points uh, for the Oilers. They are stuck at seventeen. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Rocket is on the line. Go ahead, Rocket.
4: You know, I got to tell you, boys, for the last three or four games. All I see is effort level from this team in, in every area. And I know tonight wasn't a win, but I, I didn't see anything different. And sometimes, you know, you're going to win some games. Sometimes you're going to lose some games. But uh, I think in the past, the effort level, you know, may not have been there. But, boy, I got to tell you, Alex Chason and some of the other guys, Ratty, Kajula... There are so many like diamonds in the rough that are waiting to erupt on this team. I can hardly even wait till the next game because it's like you never know who's going to be in the lineup. And, and Cassian's come on and it's been uh, I, do you, does it, do you know when Sakara's coming back?
1: Oh, he's out he's out long term. Rocketed I mean we're talking the new year. I would uh, think. At, okay, at, like, uh, I, think uh, I think January would be at best. February is probably uh, more re- realistic. Thanks for the call. Appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, I mean, that's a nice call after after a loss, mm-hmm. where, where they were were the second best team on the ice for sure. Uh, I chase on. By the way, people are asking about chase on because uh, I know there was. I saw some stuff on social media. Well, why is he scratched? Why is he scratched? He, he was dinged up last night in uh, Washington, so I think he needed uh, his body needed a night off. I, I did think they missed him tonight, though. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. I, I think that he fits in very, very nicely with with Dreisaitl and, and Reeder. I think he understands his role. He, he's good on the power play in front of the net, although Raddy took his spot today. And I, and I, you know what I really liked too, the, the coaching maneuver tonight? So M- Milan Lucic was taken off the first unit for Alex on. Chason's not in the lineup tonight, but they didn't go back to Lucic. Lucic hadn't been doing the job that they needed, so they went to Raddy. And I, I I like the fact that they they didn't just go with the easy choice. They made the right choice, and Raddy uh, and the Oilers benefit because Raddy sets up a beautiful goal to, to dry settle. So Chason, you like sandpaper type of players in your lineup, and that's what Chason is. He, he does the, the little things. He gets put, pucks in, pucks out. He's smart. He, he's got a veteran presence and a veteran calmness out there and they they were missing so hopefully he'll be back in next game and I imagine and Bob and Jack talked about it that it might be a Yamamoto and possibly well probably again Pugliarvi will be the two guys out next game
1: yeah I mean I think it's time for Pugliarvi to go to the AHL I agree and I know a lot of people really like him uh, so I, I, I don't I don't come at the aspect from like well I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on a guy I mm-hmm. just think he had there are things in this game he has to improve on I, I want him to improve him mm-hmm. like obviously you know he's, he's fourth overall he had he was a great junior player world junior MVP all that kind of stuff um, I, you just need to see more of it you need to see more checking you need to see better passing you need to see better decision making so I think he just should play where he has a better chance to succeed at those things and then bring them back to the NHL.
2: And when you say go to the Miners, it's not. Well, you're going down there for months. I mean, go down there, play games. Well,
1: that's, game. that's yeah. the thing, right? It's, it's not the end of the world. No,
2: and it, to me, it's, I would send RV and Yamamoto both down there and because I would ha- think Yamamoto would be out next game because you're going to put Chase on back in, and I think that would be the easy one to pull out. And if both of them are in the press box, well, then send them down both to the minors and bring two guys up that are veteran players, give them a little reward, they get a little extra cash in their pocket, they get to practice with an NHL team, they sit in the press box, watch some games, and those two players, Yamamoto and you can go down and play and get some quality ice time, some big minutes. Because the one thing too, if you sit a lot up in the press box, you you may work hard in practice, but you're not in game shape. It's a completely different animal when you start playing games. So these guys got to play games so they're they're situationally ready. So when something happens in a game, they're prepared for it. Sitting in the press box and practicing doesn't, especially if you're young, prepare you properly to play games.
1: alright eight zero four right, we We'll welcome Terry to the show. Hi, Terry.
4: Hey, Rob Reed. Thanks for taking the call. Um, you know... Uh, uh, my, my friend punch like would have said, you know, Koskinen was fine other than that fourth goal that uh, went in on his American Hockey League side. <laughs> uh, I have uh, questions about the defense, uh, though. Uh, Larson and Clef, I've, I've been watching him for a while, and there's something missing there. I don't know what the heck it is, but there's something just not quite right. And with Nurse and... Uh, Russell, well, you know, nurse for a guy that was fifth over, a fifth overall draft choice a few years back Seventh. I haven't seen any growth at all in his game. Uh, in fact i'm I'm com- completely disappointed with him, and I think Russell's left uh, on his own too often
2: well i, I the clef bomb is has been all star this year. this is the best I've seen him play. Uh, Russell and nurse had a tough game tonight. But I think, I mean, Nurse has come in. Nurse isn't what you expect him. He's not going to be an offensive flare type defenseman. He's going to be a shutdown-type defenseman that's able to transport the puck. And I do think he's made strides, maybe not to what everyone was expecting, but he's gotten better since his rookie year. All right, we'll check the
1: scoreboard here for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your new or used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. In the first, the Kings with Willie Desjardins as their intern head coach lead the Ducks 1-0. Sharks up 1-0 on the Wild. That's in the first period. Maple Leafs beat the Golden Knights 3-1. Knights now 6-8-1 on the season. Rangers come back to beat the Canadians 5-3. Blue Jackets shoot down the Stars 4-1. The Ottawa Senators are not in disarray.
2: They in the New
1: Jersey Devils
2: 7-3. <laughs> they needed that one desperately, and I think they were down early in that game, scored six straight goals in that game. They needed to send a message to their fans and to their coaches.
1: Red Wings get by the Canucks 3-2 in a shootout. The Blues over the Hurricanes 4-1, and of course right here on 630, Chad, you heard the Tampa Bay Lightning defeat the Edmonton Oilers. 5-2. You will hear from head coach Todd McClellan. You can call us 780-496-0063 You can text 630-630 And don't forget, you can always get more on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. 5-2, lightning win it, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reid Wilkins. We're back after the news. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. It's Canadian Brew House Overtime, open line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chat. Final tonight, Tampa Bay Lightning 5, Edmonton Oilers 2. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 9.04. My name is Reed Wilkins. Former NHLer Rob Brown is here. Hey, we had Dave Anderchuk on uh, the Faceoff show. That was good to catch up with him. The Oilers will play the Florida Panthers on Thursday and of course we will have that game for you here. Uh, This texter uh, at the end of this text he said sorry that's my rant for the night (laughs) so I wanted, uh, he obviously wanted to get this off his chest so we will read it. He says I'm really getting sick and tired of this modern day NHL. Players get nailed from behind, no call but if you try to lift a guy's stick and your stick slides up and taps his hand, two minutes if you turn and try to clear a bouncing puck and it goes over the glass, two minutes don't line up properly at a face off, two minutes Ridiculous, But then when you get a little so-and-so who's been running around uh, all, all of your players and he gets challenged by not one but three guys, we have real issues. Refs need to uh, remove their heads from somewhere. I have to edit some of this text. Uh, quit calling the cheesy penalties and protect the players from the dirty crap. That's his
2: uh, rant well, tonight. And you and I talked about it during commercial break. There was uh, they showed some replays. Cassian today should have got. Uh, okay, uh, that, was min-
1: that was should have been a charge. It was a charging police Compare Skeeter. that to what Lou Scott called for a charge in Winnipeg.
2: Yes. There's no comparison. No comparison. And Cassian, he knew that he was going to. like he, he jumped. He jumped. And then he turned because he figured, I'm going to have to fight someone because I just took a penalty. No call there. And then they had a, a slash on McDavid that they gave a penalty to. I think it was Colburn or I can't remember uh, it was. That
1: was the one late in the second period.
2: Who was it? It was the um, the. F- Strawman, straw, terrible call. Te- he'd already lost. That was a bad call. They made one against Benning. Another one, a little teeny love tap. Those get called penalties. And then you have guys Andublikan running got and
1: tackled.
2: Magnific and- gets tackled on a breakaway, a goal-scoring chance. Hockey players want goal-scoring chances and pl- plays that are dangerous to be called. That's what you want to be called. And if you're going to call the ticky-tack ones, well, then you certainly better call the big ones. And the referees tonight didn't. I don't think it had any effect on the outcome of the game. No, and, it was, and it was both it was, ways.
1: I thought this was an oddly efficient yes. game. And, yes. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, for sure, like the two the two on McDavid. Strawman pulled him down, chasing a loose puck. And then the Slash... He mixed them up. And McDavid had already passed the puck. Yes. It was it was a terrible... I thought he lost the puck. and
2: Well, yeah, the yeah. one, Strallman, McDavid was going on a breakaway, so Strawman says, okay, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to pull him down right now so that he doesn't get a breakaway and I don't get embarrassed. No call. And then one on the blue line, he just... Uh, so, yeah, I agree yeah, with but that
1: I'm, rant. I'm, you and I often avoid talking about the because I mean you could do it every night There it's it's not an easy job nope. and as you point out Rob if you watch a lot of games just as an observer and you don't care who wins a lot of times you'll see a panel and be like okay could have gone sure either way gone either way. but I understand why, uh, why he called it but uh, there were a couple funny ones tonight for sure but hey sometimes the zebras have off nights too like players do yeah they have them off more often <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay beating the Edmonton Oilers 5-2 Let's go back to Tampa. Here's Oilers head coach, Todd McClellan.
4: ...trying to just get back into it?
5: Uh, Similarities, yes. Um, Difference here was we played back-to-back, and it took us a little while for us to to find our legs, although I thought we were maybe even more resilient tonight, believe it or not. Um, Goal at the end of the second didn't help us at all, or even after we scored to make it 2-1, and they quickly quickly scored. Um, They're a really good team. They're really fast. They uh, did some damage damage against us going lateral a lot uh, from one side of the rink to the other. And, um, you know, they're, uh, they're in first place. They're a favorite right now for a reason. We've got some work to do to catch up to them, but uh, I believe we can get there.
3: Todd, speaking of the Lightning, not only are they ultra-talented, but they've been playing, their core has been playing together for a lot of years. Did that experience and chemistry also go on display tonight?
5: Oh, yes. Um, You know, teams in today's NHL are going to change dramatically from year to year based on cap and free agency and that type of stuff. Um, You know, I just think of the two or three years ago they missed the playoffs and Steve Eiserman did a tremendous job in rebuilding it quickly. And uh, they've got a a fun team to watch. Their fans are lucky and, um, you know, we're all chasing them right now. But uh, I think we can get there. He made a ton of saves on Leon in the other grade. Well yeah, their goaltender was tremendous he made uh, he made numerous saves um, you know on the power player that's as good as our power plays looked and uh, we moved the puck around and sometimes you run into a hot goaltender um, you have to tip your hat to, to the saves he made uh, because if we do get back into it there maybe it's a different game. Um, yeah, I'm just... Upset with the cross-check on Russell. Is that right, so I'm sorry. Leon or um, Lutz just got upset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. We felt that uh, player took a liberty with Chris Russell. Um, uh, I, I agree with the liberty part of it, and um, you know, part of the reason we have Lutz here is to take care of teammates, and he did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the proverbial monkey off his back. Uh, maybe you can play a little less frustrated now and and be more productive. and get all the ink, but that line with Point and Gord's pretty good too. They have two very good lines, um, and what's kind of unique is the way each line plays are a little bit different. Um, a lot of lateral plays with um, with Stamkos's line and the shots, and then. Uh, the other line grinds it out, and they have the skill and the talent to go with it. Ty Ridey had a pretty active game. How would you assess his first game back from injury? I thought he played well. Um, he's been anxious to get in there. And, um, you know. Without a lot of practice time, it's our ninth game in 15 days, so we haven't practiced much. Uh, to come off an injury, he played a pretty admirable game. How much is the tiredness factor No, Nine in. We've, we've lost our last two, and um, you know, for me to sit here and say, hey, the group's tired would probably look like I'm giving them an excuse, but it is uh, it's a taxing time right now for our team. We're looking forward to uh, a day to regroup in, in Florida tomorrow. hope everybody uh, takes the day to, to f- try and fill the tank uh, before we try and finish this road trip at 500.
1: All right, and they'll have a chance to do that in Florida on Thursday. 5-2, the lightning win tonight. They got an early lead. Oilers were hanging around for a little bit, but they couldn't finish enough. And uh, the Lightning take it. Melissa texting in. i got to read this one. She says, that texture about the referees, bang on. Players shouldn't have to take care of the ref's non-calls. Lucic had to take care of that pokey little puppy as he had it coming. <laughs>
2: well, that's a good one. Pokey little puppy.
1: Hey, if you want to finish the play, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 496 Oilers lose 5-2 to the Lightning. Oilers Hockey presented by Osman Auction. This is Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. McDavid rushes back in through one
1: man, dishes, ratty, shoots, and somehow missed the net. I think it hit the crossbar and clipped out of play. Man, great chance for Ty Ratty. Shooting it off the helmet of Andre Vasilevsky had most of an open net, but Vasilevsky got his head in the way. Chris, you're going to finish the play. How do you feel about your knowledge of Ty Ratty on a uh, scale of 1 to 10? Garbage at best. Oh, you don't know much about <laughs> Tyratty. Okay, we'll make it as, as easy for you as possible. What Alberta town did Ty Ratty grow up in? Was it Grand Prairie? or Airdrie? I'm going to guess Grand Prairie. Would you like another guess? I would love to guess Airdrie. Alright, right, we'll put your <laughs> name in the draw. Does that sound fair? You're the man. Thank you so What much, read. What do you think of the game? Uh, I'm actually a huge Dallas Stars fan. I just love hoping that uh, Edmonton would have had money writing on it. <laughs> Edmonton did not win tonight. You have lost money, Chris. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but here's what we're going to do for Chris. We're going to put his name into the grand prize draw for a one hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting brought to you by Fast Track Indoor Karting safe adrenaline pumping fun FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com
2: That's going to become a very expensive prize for that young man if he has to fly all the way in from Dallas to do that. No, he's here, he, he, here? he just likes—he just cheers for Dallas How can he cheer for Dallas you live in Edmonton? I don't know. Oh my goodness gracious
1: Maybe his brother plays for the team well, we're just giving Chris a fictional biography. <laughs> <laughs> Is his last name Ben? Yeah, yeah it's the lost Ben brother. 780 <laughs> 0063. Uh, this texter says, I'm guessing Lucic gets three games for that. What do you guys think? But honestly, I'm like a proud father. Finally, we wake up the refs for the BS blown calls against these veteran teams. Uh, yeah, I mean.
2: I'm, I don't I mean, think he's, there he's, jo-
1: he's joking about the yeah. suspension, obviously, given that <laughs> I think people are mocking the soft NHL as it's become, Rob. Uh, by the way, uh, just for some people asking, Joel Quenville is not going to join the Oilers coaching staff. Uh, I think Todd McClellan's going to be the coach for a while. Clearly, they've started the season fine, so I think they'll keep rolling with these guys and the new assistants for a while. It will be interesting to see what happens to him. Bob and I talked about it before, Um, you know, I I think he waits. I mean, he's getting paid not to coach for a while. He's been, he's the second winningest coach in the NHL. Uh, He he, he's probably going to wait till he gets uh, the opportunity he wants and the money he wants. I I mean, there are. Specter made the point. St. Louis might make the coach. Are they going to pay Quinville five or six million
2: dollars to coach? I don't think St.
1: Louis has the budget for that.
2: No, and he's going to go to a place that's going to be, you know, it's underachieving that can win a championship. He doesn't want to rebuild. He wants, to, he wants to coach a team that he feels is capable of play, going to the next level, but have underachieved for some other coach. He's going to wait for the perfect opportunity. And the other thing that we haven't talked about is the, the Ottawa video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, boys and girls, <laughs> remember, there's cameras everywhere out there. As the Ottawa centres were in Uber saying things that probably weren't very nice about their coaching staff, and especially one guy in particular, and then the Uber driver, took the video that was taken because it was on a camera that was making sure he was safe then put it on the internet and then it didn't get any hits then he actually sent a link to the ottawa media so the ottawa media guys could pick it up um it's it's tough to be a a celebrity nowadays in this world with social media i mean you can't hide anything you anything you say anything you do is going to be caught on some sort of telephone or camera or something so it's a much different world than when I played. You could do just about anything. No one saw nothing. Nowadays, you can do absolutely nothing, but it's getting saw. Yeah. It's too, uh, yeah. I don't think that should have been put out. I think there's no. And, a and the thing about that too, privacy. And the thing about that too, all players at some point are not happy with a coach or with a teammate or with a trainer or something, and in privacy will say something to another player. It's venting. When you vent, you aren't expecting it to be videotaped and shown to the world. So these Ottawa Senators are not the first players that have not liked something to do with their coaching staff. I'm sure it's happened before. Cameras
1: everywhere is our
2: adjustment of the game for the Alberta <laughs>
1: College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Hey, we'll hear from Airdrie's Tyratty when we get back. Oilers lose 5-2. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line in the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House overtime open line
1: on Oilers Radio, 6.30 10. Well, not enough from the Oilers tonight. They lose 5-2 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ty Raddy returns to the lineup and has an assist. Experience and chemistry just
6: come on on display tonight. Yeah, it's a very good squad, I think. They're very skilled and they know how to put the puck in the net, so uh, that being said, I thought we, we hung in there right with them. And they capitalized on our chances and we didn't and uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. Part of that capitalization on chances is due to
3: their goaltender who had a pretty marvelous game tonight as well.
6: Yeah, he played very well. I think he made a lot, of, a lot, a lot of big saves. A lot of big saves on the power play, and a lot of big saves when we when we got on man rushes. So that's the way it goes sometimes, and um, it's over with. Now we got to finish off the road trip well in Florida. One big save you don't miss it on you, yeah. One very big save. I think. Uh, I thought I had, the, I thought, I had the whole, I thought I had the whole net I was rolling a bit, but. Uh, the one spot that he covers, it, it hits, and when you're a good goalie, things like that happen, and I um, wish I had it back, but I uh, can't get everyone, I guess. How tough is it to come back when you've missed two weeks and the season's up and running? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not easy, I think. Uh, it sucks. Uh, I was feeling so good and, and just getting in the groove when I did get hurt, and, and uh, uh, kudos to our training staff for, for keeping me in shape because I, I felt good tonight, and, and uh, it's tough going back in, in there, but I uh, felt good, and now it's just something i got to build off
3: obviously not the result you wanted but how did you feel personally out there were, were the lungs there, were the legs
6: there uh, yeah the lungs, legs were there I think I worked really hard to get back but uh, just like the, the timing and the, you can never simulate an NHL game especially against a, a team like Tampa so uh, better as the game went on um, it felt good but uh, obviously got to build off that and be better in Florida
1: so Raddy back in tonight, I mentioned he gets the assist, he did take a penalty, he played fourteen fifty one minus one couple of shots on goal I thought he made a difference tonight. Uh, I mean, okay, the ozone penalty, nobody likes Mm -hmm. that, but uh, on the power play. So last game, Lucic came off the first unit power play, and Chaseon went in. Chason uh, wasn't able to go tonight. Raddy went in there, and he made a couple of nice passes to Dreisaitl. One finally led to a goal, and I also thought he was able to keep a lot of pucks alive.
2: Uh, What he has an advantage over uh, Lucic is his puck retrieval skills because he's quicker. Uh, Milan's a big man, and when he gets going, if he's got to go with the length of the ice, he gets a truck and he's pretty fast. But when it's that first step, first two steps, Raddy's got a huge advantage on I mean, him. He's not big, as big a body. So whenever there's 50-50 pucks behind the net, in the corner, Raddy is able to beat the penalty killers and keep plays alive and he's, he's got soft hands so when he gets the puck he puts it into an area in, in, with the right speed with the right amount of air underneath the puck so it keeps a lot of plays alive that way and we saw in the power plays that the others have the ones that they didn't score on they had tons of great scoring chances on them
1: so for next game, we would assume Chase comes back. I don't think mm-hmm. he's hurt to the point that he's going to have to miss another game, though. I, I suppose we'll see. Gravel Garrison. I mean, that's probably a bit of a bit of a coin flip. That's your your six D man. Uh, and then like we were talking about, Yamamoto uh, Puliyarvi. Uh, Yamamoto played tonight. Pouliourv didn't. Now, if if they do get to go to ba- Bakersfield, I don't think they'll do it. No the trip is over. You'll no. keep them together here uh, while everybody's in Florida. So that those are some possible lineup changes to to watch for.
2: I, I would think that if if Chaseon is ready, he'll play. I mean, there hasn't been a, a hotter goal scorer on the Edmonton Oilers in the last three weeks. So right. he'll be in the lineup if he's healthy. If he's healthy, some forward has to come out. And to me, it. Probably Amamoto. I think uh, Kajula has played well. Raddy played well. Um, the fourth line I thought was pretty good tonight, and they were much more effective, much more physical. Cassian probably could have got a couple penalties, but he played uh, with sandpaper. He played mean. He played nasty, and that's what he has to do. So my guess, it would be Amamoto. that would be the player coming out. And, I mean, I feel for the kid because I don't think he's doing anything wrong, but right now... Uh, there's players that are just playing a little bit better than he is.
1: All right, so the Oilers lose 5-2 to the Lightning. Their record falls to 8-6-1 on the season. You can get more on the Oilers page on 630 chcom Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have Inside Sports at 6 and because of the Oilers' games the last two nights, we're going to have the Eskimos' coaches show at seven thirty tomorrow night. That'll be the final one for this season. Of course, the CFL playoffs start on Sunday. Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction on behalf of Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great evening.